I'm 23 and he is 27. You so seem so much older than 23. <laughs> I get that a lot. I'm 27 and I thought you were like older than me. People tell me that all the but time. But like in a good way, not a bad way. No, like I don't feel like an old lady, but I feel like an, like a person <laughs> who's been around for a long time. Like yeah. I feel like I was talking to my friend actually about this earlier. She's like, you were like thousands of years old. And I was like, I know, I, I know. I just, yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of weird. I was actually thinking, I was like, maybe that's why I hated high school so much because I was like sick of going through it. Like maybe I'm just done with Earth now. <laughs> maybe you're fucked. just done with normal like l- like human living yeah. and have something more important to do. I seriously think so. Well, I mean like I really am enjoying my time here right now. <laughs> like I think that I have a pretty awesome life and like I'm very, I, I'm very invested in what I'm here to do or whatever I think I'm here to do. But uh, you seem like you're yeah. very like from what I've seen online which is like the worst way to judge but you seem very fulfilled that's for sure like I feel like you have a lot of things like that you're into and like that you're working on and like you just seem like you have your shit together in that way which is cool I think I do for your age too oh my god and like not that I'm much older than you but when I was 23 like no I, like, didn't even know what the fuck I wanted to be doing, (laughs) so you're already, like, I think you're already ahead of people in that way. I think that was honestly just luck, because as soon as I started reading, I was like, oh, I want to be writing, obviously, and when I was a little kid, um, I used to, like, do so much weird, like, witchy shit, like, so did I, yeah. I had baths, and, like, I would give me, like, 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 potion stuff like soaps and like little mini like hotel things and I would like make potions and I had like a talk show every time I had a bath where I would explain to people how we were making the potions that you day. that is the <laughs> cutest story okay <laughs> anytime I've interviewed people on the show I they always tell me like the cutest things about their childhood and there's always a funny connection because a lot of us are like creatives so you, like, there's kind of these weird, like, childhood connections that are super interesting. And, like, when I was younger, my sister used to, like, we always used to, like, film things on our home, like, video mm-hmm. camera. And, like, she would make me, like, do, like, dances. And, like, I would do, like, talk shows, too. Like, it's just, that's so funny. That's wild to me. But. Yeah. I see the, I see the background, like, why. But. I, I feel like creativity shows up so young. Um, so, like you know like going back to that like did so much weird witchy sh- stuff and thought I could fly down the stairs and like I actually believed it so much that I pushed my brother down the stairs once and like I just like I could do it like I don't know I have memories of, of floating down the stairs like I don't know and um that's pretty what was cool something else? I always used to sing in this language and like my family only speaks English like we don't have any other languages so it was yeah. always like me singing in this language and I called it French because that's the only other language that I like knew about yeah but it was not French and it was not English and it was consistent in what it sounded like but I had no idea what it was and would sing about it that's some like slytherin like (laughs) snake tongue shit like that's that's hilarious yeah you're like in the corner and like people are like "Mm -hmm, that's just her language (laughs) oh yeah i was like walking around the house and singing and they're like what are you doing and i was like oh i'm singing i'm singing my song what language is that oh it's french (laughs) yeah no i was like meditate in the woods and like talk to fairies and stuff like that oh yeah like was you were like full on yeah oh yeah full on and then i was always drawing and i was 
I started writing stories like as soon as I could read and I remember when I was reading like to my mom and stuff and learning to read I was like this is how this can be better and just so it's like that kind of cultivated into a yeah. thing where I was like oh okay when I was like 12 I started writing poetry when I was like 16 I started writing good poetry and then wow. when I was 21 I published my first book so it was just kind That's of insane. like insane yeah I'm just like I'm just gonna go for it like this is all I've ever wanted to do and then when I was 19 I started reading tarot and like really got into like my spirituality and yeah started delving more into like wicca and paganism and like exploring those ideas and yeah like, what energy meant not in like a scientific way but in like a more like everyday like what is this energy that I'm feeling all the time kind of thing in like yeah. emotional way so I don't know I think that I'm lucky more than anything just in that yeah. I was able to see those things have family that supported me they never like were like you gotta go to university they were like you want to go to university you got to pay for it and I was like screw that I don't want to do that so you never went to university nope wow that's so that's good cool I like that yeah more people need to start doing that now I think it's like becoming more more of like a common thing is like realizing that you don't have to go to post-secondary to like do what you want to do well I think that post-secondary is something that a lot of people need because they don't they can't force themselves to do the work totally and they need like an excuse to do it yeah um I never needed that I was someone who's always like can I stop doing all this other stuff so I can go do the work like yeah. I never wanted to go to school when I was in high school because I was like I just want to read books and write I don't understand why I have to do all of this and I don't think I ever really went to class like I was notorious at skipping but I still had um like good grades and stuff yeah I was still on honor roll oh, you're one of those students I know and I was like I, I had I know friends that like that me, but like I was just I was just bored in class sitting there listening to the same thing so I would ask my teachers to just give me the material I would go in for the tests and <laughs> so were you like homework. were you like semi like kind of like weirdly homeschooled like you were just like I was like, yeah. like listen teacher I'm this is the arrangement <laughs> Yeah, and my and like they were just like we like we can't do anything. You actually do the work and you get good grades. Yeah. And what what are we gonna do? Condemn you for that? You're yeah you're able to learn on your own. So I was just kind of I just floated through all of it. That's and, crazy. Yeah, and then that was just kind of my life up until now. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna I just do it, just do what I want. <laughs> Where did you go to school? Where are you um, from? I'm from Toronto. So I went to school. Oh in, shit! Like High Park. Um, no way! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I, well, that's kind of where I'm moving. What? Sort of. Well, I'm I'm going there at the end of May, and I'm going to see how it goes for the summer, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I've lived there before, actually, for a year. Um, I went, LOL, like years ago, went to hair school there. Um, <laughs> that was a moment. Uh, but um, it's so funny because my ex, she lives, like, right next to High Park. So that's really weird, but interesting yeah but yeah um it's a beautiful area it's amazing yeah I was really fortunate to well I went to school there and I lived in the beaches for like three of my four years of high school and like just wow there so like started out in High Park we moved halfway through like my first year I tried to transfer to a different school, and they were like, we don't accept transfer students. And I was like, I live on the street, but okay. And, uh, yeah, and then I ended up just commuting back and forth to High Park. And then once I moved out, um, actually, no, my mom moved out on me. And I was like, okay, well, I got to go move out. Yeah, like, she's, she's, I love her so much, but she was just like, yeah, I don't want to live here anymore. I'm going to go move with my boyfriend. And I was like, okay. And so her friend moved in. Yeah. And oh I was like, my well, god! Everything I do is in the West End, and I'm just traveling there for no reason. Like I'm not 
like I can't continue to pay rent here and like do all this so no I found a really great apartment in High Park that was just like a total fluke like her friend was moving out and it was an attic and a heritage house like on High Park Avenue and the rent was reasonable and included everything and so I lived there for like three and a half years and yeah it was uh it was pretty serendipitous whoa yeah so at that time what were you doing when you were like living there were you were you in high school then or were you working after that like um I was working so we lived in the beaches until I like was finished high school. oh right okay yeah yeah and then I moved out there and I was working and um I worked as a server for a little bit and then I was really really interested in coffee so I started working at the specialty coffee shop and I was a barista for pretty much my entire time in Toronto and um then I started working at this little place called Mitzi's um which is just this really amazing brunch spot like right off of Bronsonsville yeah Um, should I go there you absolutely should they have this pancake and it's one giant pancake but it's like a it's it's like a pancake and an oatmeal cookie had a baby and it's Whoa. so it's so good it's it's messed up it's yeah it's delicious well, that sounds like a dream yeah yeah, yeah. I actually recently quit my barista job because I was just like I can't do this anymore I'm not doing a good job yeah because I don't care about it and I value like my ability to do good work and yeah I can't do that and feel good about it without draining myself then it's not worth it and I just yeah, I put in my notice, I quit, uh, now I just nanny two days a week, and everything else comes from, like, book sales and pure serendipity, like, I actually don't even really know how I make money right now, it just, like, comes in, and I'm like, cool, and I, like, I sell some thrift and, um, yeah. some stuff on the side, and... So, basically, so we kind of, like, touched on a little bit of your, like, childhood and stuff, mm-hmm. but when you left, so when did you leave Toronto? Mm. I, you said bye to the six. See ya. Yeah, so I I kind of left twice. I left in June, like the beginning of June, and went and lived with my grandparents for two months in BC, mm-hmm. um, and just hung out there and basically had a summer vacation like I was a child, and it was amazing. That is so nice. Yeah, but it was like an adult summer vacation, because my grandpa was like, you can drive the convertible, and like, we'll smoke weed together, and like, we'll all <laughs> rides. Oh yeah, he would like, wake me up at 7.30 and be like, alright, come on, get up. He'd make me I a love and it. we would rip a bowl and go for a bike ride, and then like, go and walk 200 stairs, r- go get a coffee, ride back, and get breakfast. My grandma would be up, we'd like, smoke some more weed, and then we would go out for breakfast with her, and that was like, pretty much my routine for like, two months. And then, Where like, do they live in BC? Friends. So, um, they live on Vancouver Island in California. Oh, so yeah. nice. It was amazing. They live right in the waterfront, too. So there's this, like, little bike trail. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's just the best. So yeah. I was there, and then I came back home for three weeks to basically pack up and sell my apartment because I airbnb it while I was gone. Yeah. Um, and I was, yeah, home for three weeks, and then I drove out here and just packed up everything in a van and was like, peace, and that was, that was it. I was almost preparing myself like by leaving to bc i i think i prepared myself to actually leave toronto leave yeah it was kind of like a pre-step 
which I yeah. think can be really important when you're making like a big change like that. It was, yeah. It was, I think, like the longest place I've lived ever. I didn't really have like a childhood where I was like, and this is our family home. It was like I went to like 12 different schools in my educational career and lived like in New Jersey and all over Ontario and like in all these crazy places. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like living in Toronto for 10 years was pretty significant, but it's also like an all-you-can-eat buffet of opportunity. And I was like, I'm eating myself sick. Like I'm not satisfied by any of this. I oh. hate everything that I'm doing I don't feel successful and I really yeah and I was like doing good like on top of you know publishing a book and um like having a nice apartment and doing all that I also founded a non-for-profit and worked on that and yeah so like I was doing a lot and yeah um, you know ran open mics and all these different events and I did my yoga teacher training and I was just like I'm not doing enough and which is just insane that's like I can't be here anymore is there like okay that's an interesting like topic because I mean I I think for me like going there I've had like really interesting experiences with Toronto and I have like a love hate with Toronto Mm -hmm. um and I have a lot of friends who live there now and who've lived there and left and whatnot but I think like I think it it there is like a culture there of like people just like feel like they need to do everything and then there's like But then there's people there who are just, like, living and, like, not really, like, you know, just, like, your everyday people who are just living and not really letting that, like, get to them. And I'm just kind of, like, wondering what you, like, what your take is on that because I feel like I would be going there as, like, an artist as well and, like, not really knowing how to, like, get my foot in the door and, like, do different things. And, like, is it an intimidating environment? Like, what is that kind of, like, scene like? I think that most of the scenes in Toronto are really welcoming. My personal issue with it, which is like all I can I guess really speak on, was that I was doing a lot of things from a place of ego and like wanting to be the person who did everything. So like I founded this non-for-profit. It was called Her Habitat. It was based in self-development through community and it started as an online community and kind of like this, like I was interviewing people that I was inspired by and just seeing like the humanity in them and I was like, well I think that you're fantastic. I would like to be you basically. So like how do you see yourself and what's the difference between what I see and what you feel and like the, yeah. the steps that you've gotten there and it started like that and then it became this whole thing where it was like a platform for self-expression and then um I started doing events and I incorporated it and it was this whole kind of like turnover and my ultimate goal with it was to like open a community center and refunction the way that we um use community and like can access community and it was gonna yeah. be like this whole building that had like a tattoo parlor and had like a pop-up farmer's market and just like had all of these different things and was looking at like okay well, what do people actually want from community right now how can we support them yeah and how can we give people a place to develop themselves without having to go outside of their communities and go into the world and then come right. back as like a whole person yeah and um it was a great idea and I still stand by it but like my function within it was or like my idea behind it for myself personally was okay I'm gonna run this it's great it's a good idea I believe in it um but I want to be like in a position where I make enough money from it that I can then retire or like sell it off to someone and then go and take that money and write books yeah I was like I'm preaching doing these things and becoming yourself without actually doing that because I'm scared that it's not gonna work right so it was like I was doing everything and I also didn't trust anyone else to like really like take on the work that I was taking on um which I think 
was ironic considering I was building a community. So I was like the person who ran all the social media. We have a podcast called Impractical Women's Studies, which like is still going on. Yeah. Um, and we actually kind of like rebranded her habitat into Impractical Women's Studies because we were like, this is cool, this is great, but um, you know, the rest of it can kind of stand alone. Um, but like it was just doing so much, was running like three events a week on top of working, um, was like networking with everyone, was running all the social medias, building the website, building the content, like like literally everything. I was like a team of ten people as one person. And so this summer when I went to That's crazy. Like I was like relaxing but really the entire time I was like applying for grants and like making business plans and like it's like I want literally millions of dollars so I can go and do these things like investors and stuff like that and then I got here and people were like what's going on with her habitat and I was like I can't talk about it like we just felt so disconnected from it and so like I had really gotten to the bottom of that well and realized that everything that I was doing in it was from a place of ego so I think that like kind of going back to how I got on this tangent um I think that if you don't know what it is that you really want to be doing or you're not dedicated to what it is that you want to be doing, it can be really easy to get lost in Toronto right. because there's so much opportunity um, and there is so much support, but it's also fleeting support. Like people That's are what like, I feel like. This is cool. I like this, but I want to be doing this with all of the things and like no one really feels like they have a place, I don't think. Right. So you kind of have to be okay with being like, okay, like I'm a part of like the music industry not like I'm a part of this like music community if that makes sense yeah and like that's kind of what I'm nervous about because I'm going there to kind of explore the music scene there because you know if you want to do music in Canada it's Toronto or Montreal so like and my sister's in Montreal so I'm like well the easy thing is to go to Montreal and like go and get with all her connections and like basically like have it kind of handed to me in a sense which like I don't want to do that so it's like and then I also know that in Montreal to live as an artist it is a lot cheaper but like for me like the language barrier and like having to get work would be like a bit of an obstacle so like I kind of weighed it out and I was like Toronto just makes sense and I had like a really good experience there in the summer that made me just like solidify I was like I think I need to just come back here at least for a couple years and like figure my shit out like my next step but I've been like having anxiety and like thinking about that I've been like what it like how am I even gonna like get like you know what I mean and like I obviously want to be involved in like the music scene there and like you can be involved easily by just like going out and doing things but like it's just so intimidating comparing to like like if you compare to like Halifax because like you pretty much like meet everyone in like a night in Halifax that like is in different like you know what I mean like you can go to one event and like meet all these different people it's so different just the scale is so much smaller and like that is kind of an awesome thing about Halifax because it's so easy to like not that it's even easy because I think it's different for everyone but like you can so like if you really want it you can get out and like easily network and like meet cool people and like there's such a community here in a sense I think that what's interesting about Toronto is that there is still such a community and people do want to be involved and like it is open but I think that everyone is so guarded that they come off as cold because they're all going the same thing they all really want to be involved and I don't think there's such a weird like stereotype of Toronto too that I hate I'm like not everyone's like that though not everyone's like that but I think that a lot of people come across as that and like 
So the person I actually do the podcast with, that yeah, I do yeah, yeah. Women's studies with, her name is Tegan, and she um, runs this band, Little Coyote, or like she is the band Little Coyote, and oh. um, she's amazing. Yeah. And she moved from Victoria to Toronto yeah. with her husband when she was twenty, and has like since been divorced and like gone through all these crazy things. But she's she like, she sounds cool as fuck. She is fucking cool, and you guys would really like each other. Ooh. And like she comes across sometimes the same way like when I first met her it was through I was interviewing her for her habitat because I had like seen this post and it was like yeah like 20 something year old Tegan Johnston just moved to Toronto with her husband to pursue music and I was like you're fucking cool and so I messaged her and was like hey you want to come for an interview and like we were instant friends and have been friends for years and um but I can like see like through her and like through a lot of my other friends like pretty much everyone I know is in the music industry ironically and that's so interesting yeah yeah but that's kind of freaky it it is and like I actually studied music for like four years well actually more than four years I studied percussion for like five years and then I studied vocals for three years so like I have like a big background there but everyone else went on to pursue it and I was like writing is my thing yeah that's cool though It, it is cool but it's also interesting to like see how it all develops and like once you get to know people they're all so kind and generous and they really yeah. just want to help each other but I think that there is also so much going on all the time that it can be exhausting because it's like oh well, I want to support you and I want you to support me but I feel like you won't support me if I don't go out to your thing but like I can't go to your thing because I'm supporting this other person and it's like the network almost gets too big in a way and yeah. I think that there can be a lot of shallow connections so like where you can meet like equally as many amazing people in a night in Toronto as you can in Halifax Mm -hmm. um the scale of Toronto is so much more significant that it it really comes down to what you make of those connections and yeah I think that people are really really receptive in Toronto specifically to people who take action like they don't want to be the one who chases you so if you do make a connection and you follow them on Instagram and then like send them a DM or you follow up with them in an email they love that like I've seen so much good work from that and just like being that person who you know makes themselves known instead yeah. of expecting everyone to know them and like goes out and, and I'm very like, like that's my personality I, if I'm yeah. like if I'm like I'm into this I think it's really cool and like genuine thing like or connection like yes yeah I'm not like shy like that at all and I think that a lot of people are because they undervalue themselves so I think that's like honestly the number one thing in Toronto is if you know your value everyone else will too and obviously it takes time to understand like what it is that you value and where you stand in things and, and to find your footing but if you can go in there being like I'm fucking awesome and I know what it is that I want to, to do and yeah. what I want to gain from this experience then people will be attracted to that and like there is so much energy in Toronto going on that if you have an energy that is pervasive and that is strong and true and that is consistent people are like fuck yeah she's she's awesome like she's she knows I love how this turned into like a tutorial for me moving to Toronto (laughs) and you're like this is what you're gonna do I'm like motivational podcast it's good though and I feel like I feel like Toronto gets a bad rap it really does like holy shit it really yeah and like I think for people who want to do certain things like it's such a good place to go and I think that they're just scared to to do it because they're just like oh but like Toronto and I'm like honestly though like just fucking go and try and then if it doesn't work then you know you tried and it wasn't meant to happen 
Exactly. That's kind of me quitting my job. I'm like, okay, like, I don't want to do this anymore, and I'm trying to make it work. And if it comes down to it that, like, I need to go get another job serving or as a barista, then I will do that. It's, like, about, I guess, like, not investing your entire ego in it. Like, have enough ego to know what you're worth, but not enough ego to think that you don't have to try. Like, there's kind of, like, a balance in there. Um, So much, like, crucial, like, life (laughs) lessons are based on ego. Seriously. So we kind of, like, know obviously how you got into writing and like Mm -hmm. doing poetry and then I also know that you do tarot Mm -hmm. and then you also have a podcast Mm -hmm. and then you also have like a clothing situation like what do you do with with that so yeah I have like a thrifting and like homes hacks instagram called faux fresh finds Mm -hmm. and um the idea behind it was just to help people like understand that they can have beautiful and innovative homes without having to spend a bunch of money on it so like Mm. a lot of what you see in here like that chair was four dollars that stool is five dollars this was twelve dollars like yeah everything is just kind of like found and curated and yeah um, a lot of it's been traded as well uh so i wanted to teach people like how to curate your home, how to um, curate a style, and then, like, also how to do that through thrifting clothes as well, and, like, how to yeah. find pieces and just, like, be more ethically conscious. And, like, I honestly just started because I was, like, I have too much clothing in my closet, and I'm not wearing all of it. And yeah. I think that it would go to better use. And, like, I do have, like, a strange gift for thrifting really nice pieces. Like, nice. I found a brand-new London Fog jacket for, like, Twelve dollars at yeah. a thrift store, and I was like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah. yeah, and I kind of like peaked it, and I uh, used to go thrifting when I still do um, go thrifting with my friends, and they'd be like, hey, this is my budget, and I need a wardrobe for this. So like, right. my friend just started an office job, and she was like, okay, I don't really have any office clothes because I've been working in retail, and we need to wear all black, so like I have like a hundred dollars that I can spend on this, and so we got her like like an entire office wardrobe and then some home stuff for eighty dollars. Yeah, and that's was, sick. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like and she was like, Okay, I'm really good at the home side, but you're really good at the clothing side and I was like, oh, okay, like I like this and I realized, oh, I kind of like have things I can help people curate this and so yeah. I started both fresh finds. Um and I when I started it I was like pricing things and just kind of doing the traditional thing and then I saw this other Instagram account that was doing a pay what you choose that was letting people decide what um, like items were a value to them yeah. and how much they valued them and like why and it was like a more for me ethically conscious way and I've actually gotten more sales that way that's really cool yeah and so like the whole idea behind it is like tips and tricks and hacks and not yeah. just selling things so it's like yeah like okay I've shown you like a lot of things that are for sale um, and even how I've curated it is like a very like artistic creative way so like I take the photos with like a DSLR I go and I edit them and then I add doodles to them so you can mm-hmm. kind of just see how they fit and it's like more aesthetically pleasing to look at um, and then in, like the stories and stuff I'm like hey like this this stool over here has been in my bathroom and a bar stool and like yeah. an accessory piece and a side table so it's like you know shopping your own home and uh there's like there's lots of stuff out here about all of this but I was like I just want to show people how to do this like through thrift and I want to show it in like an entirety and also how your entire life can be cohesive like if you look at my closet and then you look at my apartment everything is in alignment with each other yeah yeah I'm also just like a little like 
like a little anal retentive about things like my underwear drawer is like folded and color organized and stuff like that like no seriously like I'm like I'm like and I love it and for me it's like it's like pleasing you're like yes it's pleasing and it makes me feel more comfortable in my home everything has a home a place yeah yeah and wait what's the other parts of your chart it's Leo, and then I have a I have a Leo Sun, a Cancer rising, and an Aquarius Moon. So okay. like the the rising and the Cancer is like very homemaker and like very emotional. Yeah, like yeah. Take care of people, and then like the Leo is very like I want to like be very and showy picky. And people showing me things. Yes, yeah, super picky. picky. And like I think that's also why I don't like living with other people very much because yeah. I'm like I need things to be a certain way. Like everything needs to be folded a certain way. Everything is like color. Do you always like question everything like triple because you're like I want to make sure it's perfect? Because my ex was like that. She was like. But does this photo look good here because it needs to be perfect here? Like, very, like, needs it to be the final yes, like, or else, like, scraps it. You know what? I think I used to be like that, but yeah. I realized that it wasn't healthy for me. It's and not healthy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And, like, I've definitely been like that. And I actually um, was diagnosed with, like, mild OCD when I was, like, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, along with some other things, which were all kind of coping mechanisms. But instead of, like, being like, oh, I have all these things, I was like, well, what do they entail? What's the psychology of it? And I actually went and I studied a lot of abnormal psychology on my own time to, like, understand those things. And yeah. Then, like, and through that and through those understandings, like, went into myself and dove deeper and went into my the reality of my past and my life and my upbringing and um, also my astrological chart. So, like, all yeah. these very, like, kind of different points of view and, and different interests of mine um converge into a place where I was like okay well this isn't healthy but I understand why I do it so like I'm okay with that and you know using things to my advantage so I'm like okay like used to have OCD and like would feel very like scared and panicked if things weren't the right way when the obsessively clean things mm-hmm. and like everything had to be like the right angle and stuff like that yeah and now I'm more like okay I can appreciate these things and I do like everything to be cohesive but mm-hmm. like it's I like it to be cohesive because it makes me actually feel a certain way and like understanding the more energetic yeah side yeah of no that um, makes total sense yeah so I don't think that everything has to be perfect anymore I've also understand like my house can't be an Ikea catalog I, yeah I live, I live here and there yeah. is gonna be mess and there is gonna be times when things don't make sense but I also give myself freedom to know that not everything has to be the final cut I can change things yeah around. and it's like that with pieces of writing it's like that with photos it's like that with with anything that I do yeah and I think that that was really important realizing nothing has to be super like oh this is how it is so even if I send a poem that I've already written and, and published in a book out to uh out to like a different publication yeah um, sometimes I alter it sometimes I'm like oh yeah like this is like I actually like this more for this publication yeah um, and I'll change these lines around versus you know keeping it how it is and being like no this was the perfect version I'm like Eh, no like it, it gets the point across and I, I agree yeah. with it and, and I feel differently about it now than maybe I did then and being able to be open with it and also understand who I was when I made things and when I made those decisions and letting myself kind of like die every day and yeah be a new version of myself totally oh my god I love that that's yeah. such a good way to think I like I totally agree with that so I want to ask you more about like your kind of interest in tarot Mm -hmm. um I haven't really had anyone on my project who like does anything with like astrology or like tarot or anything like that which I think is 
I mean, it's so hard because I feel like now more than ever, I mean, everything goes through phases and trends, but like now more than ever, I feel like people are so like obsessed with astrology or they like, or they just make fun of it because there's obviously that like high contrast, but what kind of me, like, what do you feel like your place is with it? And like, how do you feel like you want to, um, like work with it or do you have any kind of plans or is it more of like a passion thing that you do as in your spare time or what I think that there is a lot of all of those elements mm-hmm. so like I said earlier like I've always been kind of witchy and I've always been really attracted to those things um and as a kid before I really knew about spirituality and stuff I was actually obsessed with religion and would like beg my parents <laughs> and my grandparents to take me to church like I what? wanted to go to church oh yeah like as a little girl and I was like take me to church like I want to see God like what the fuck is what? that oh yeah and like my grandma was like fine go to church and she sent me to church with that is the friends. funniest thing I've I ever was heard obsessed with it. I was like six seven eight like I just wanted to You're go like, to church so bad where is God though who is it <laughs> yeah I mean you know what I don't even think it was about God I think it was about like the celebration and the reverence behind that mm-hmm. and I was like what is this and my family is just not religious at all like not even a little bit and that's so funny how you that's I feel like that happens I was obsessed with it and so I went to church and I was like oh this is super boring but the energy there like really really stuck with me and then as a teenager I was like more and more invested in it and I was like ooh, like being a witch blah blah blah. but then like kind of like lost it because I feel like I am very inclined to care about what people think of me Mm -hmm. um and I don't think that that is without reason like I think that especially as someone who's been like a a head of a community figure it is important to know that I'm seen in like a holistic light and like not that I'm seen in a holistic light but I can hold other people in holistic light if that makes sense and like being able to hold space for all of that and for me that included spirituality and energy and so when I was 19 and like when I was like 17 18 like I really wanted a tarot deck and I had read somewhere that like they're supposed to be gifted to you yeah and you can't get them yourself and I was like fuck like yeah who's gonna give this to me and I was telling everyone about it and I just wanted to share deck. And <laughs> no one's like catching on no one gave one you're like me. I really like that that one you like show a picture <laughs> no I seriously like no one no one gave one to me and so I ended up um taking a trip to BC to visit my grandparents and one of my best friends uh, lived in Victoria at the time and went to this little used bookshop and there Aww. was like my tarot deck that I now own and have had for like five <gasps> years and it was like a used tarot deck and it's like an original like Ryder Waite Smith um, and so it's like all the original iconography and symbology yeah. and stuff like that and Ooh. it's so 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 beautiful it's $15 and I was like I'm gifting this to myself and like the I fact also, that it was used as well though I think adds to that element I agree and like, yeah. it had such a good energy to it and like I love used bookstores. I get so lost in them. And the Same. fact that that was the first thing that I saw when I walked yeah. in. Yeah. Like, it was meant to be, for sure. It absolutely was. So I bought yeah. the deck and I, like, leafed through the little, like, thing and was just, like, I, I, I learned as much as I could from that. And I started looking at things online about mm-hmm. books and whatever. And then it just it, it just became a part of my life. It became yeah. a thing that I started to look at and understand. And I think that... Um, there's like a big misconception with tarot as well like people I, I talk to who don't have um, like an innate interest in it are mm-hmm. usually kind of scared of it because they're like oh it's a voodoo and like it's the same yeah. it's like a Ouija board and like you're letting energy in and I'm like no 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 that's not it at all like it's actually it's like a storybook like each it is kind yeah, of yeah. like represents yeah. something and if you understand symbology but you also can listen to your intuition it's just like it's like reading it's like knowing the different meanings for different words so 
over time it got to a point where I was like I am reading these cards and I'm hearing things in my head and like seeing things in my head that I have no real reason to have there or have never had there before and like they they just exist and they I have to start reading them and being honest about what it is that I'm seeing here and so like I would read for my friends all the time and I read for like my grandparents and I would read for myself and it just it it grew it's like a language like anything the more that you practice it the more you start to understand it yeah and um for me it was just a way to be honest about where I'm actually at because I feel like I am a highly intelligent person and in that I'm also um highly deceptive including highly deceptive of myself I'm really good at being like well like this is a bigger issue or like because this is this bigger issue let's look at this issue at large and go into depth in that without actually going into depth in myself and the tarot is like it, it it's like it's like if your energy is an arrow it's showing you the trajectory of that arrow it's like this is where you're shooting and this is where it's at and sometimes you're like this is fucking awesome i want to keep writing this and sometimes you're like oh my god this isn't good and it can show you where that energy is rooted and it shows you where that energy um is supported and where it's not supported and where you have blockages and stuff yeah like just learning how to ask questions and to do all of that and playing around with it too like there's no rule book around it either uh and i think there isn't and i think people are really like intimidated by that because my my sister's really into tarot and then she is she actually gifted me my first tarot and which is so appropriate for us but I love it just like for me it's definitely just like a hobby and like I I don't feel like I'm necessarily like very um like in tune like spiritually with it maybe I mean to an extent but like I think that for me it's just like I love just doing it and it's fun and I think it's also like therapy Yep. Um, and I think that people are really intimidated by it and there's such a stigma around it. And I think that the thing that you need to understand about it is that tarot can just be whatever you want it to be for you. And I also think that like it's it's like anything, like you can apply it to what's going on with you right now or in someone else's life if you want to like believe and you want to like you want some guidance you want some structure in a way like spiritually or you can choose to be closed off and not go there so I think it's kind of like if you want to be on one side or the other that's fine either way but like I think that people who can like kind of take it in and be like yeah actually this is a really cool outline for me to think about and like you can take something away from it and like kind of think about it and apply it to your situation And I think that, like, in terms of, like, believing it or not, like, that's also, like, an interesting point. Like, I've read tarot for people who don't believe in it. And they're just like, yeah, okay. And, like, how I actually physically feel is so different than people who do believe in it. So, um, like, one, excuse me, one of the owners of ProSkates... Um, I read for him, and he was oh like... Oh, yeah, did you really? <laughs> yeah. I read for everyone in there, and, like, like, one guy got the same card every single time. <gasps> Isn't that fucking creepy when that happens? It kind of is, but he's also the most consistent person ever, and he's, like, just yeah. so steadfast, and I and I love it. I appreciate it so much. And so he kept getting, like, the same three cards, and he had, yeah. it for, like, two or three readings, and I was just like... Yeah, I'm not actually surprised by this at all because, like, you, like, you you come from a stable place, you are in a stable place, and you're working towards the same things always, Mm -hmm. and other people are very, like, emotionally involved, or, like, they have, like, a lot of, a lot of, um, fluidity in their lives, 
but I read for one of the owners and when I was reading for him I was like I was hot and I was blushing and like I, I was stumbling over my words and I'm usually very um, like put together and like yeah put together mm-hmm. and I was just like and I felt uncomfortable and I felt like and every time I was like kind of getting a reading from the cards and like getting messages from it I was like but this isn't like real this isn't true and then later all it was like all the information hit me it was like once he left and like the cards were kind of gone like the the barrier came down about it I got all this information and I was like this is fucked and it was yeah and I was like okay like I know that he didn't believe in that so that affected the reading but it's like the energy is still there and when you can call on that energy it like it still comes to you in a weird way like that's at least how it happens for me yeah um and then also so I had like a little get together here last Saturday and there were five other women here and I read for all of them and I read like really in depth for all of them there was like at least nine cards for each reading and I haven't done that really like like I've done it before but not in such a large scale with so many people because so it's just for that kind of situation did you just like host something and then people came and you did it or was it like this is like a service I'm offering you and then they paid so they each paid a fee for the night I think Mm -hmm. it was it was like $15 and I was like just come we're gonna have like a really like healthy awesome wholesome spread of food we're gonna do like a foot soak face masks you're gonna hang out with some people that are really awesome and i'm gonna read tarot for all of you wow that's so cool it was awesome and i was like i spent at least five dollars on like my ice cream alone let alone all these other things and i have all of this so like everyone went home with a tarot reading they got to connect with some good people they went home with like bath salts that i made that's Um, so nice yeah it was just like it, it and it wasn't like something for me necessarily to make money off of I was just like this is a good way for me to see all these people and also just kind of figure out what it is that I want to be doing because I'm still in the space of like figuring that out so like Mm -hmm. I I quit my job during Mercury retrograde which is I know it's like not good and I think that's actually like one of the first things we talked about because you were like yeah I just like quit my job and I was like yeah you did yeah (laughs) and, and I actually I don't regret quitting my job at all but I took on some other work in the meantime, like, sort of running some events and was, like, doing some social media for, um, for a local business, and, like, all of that has kind of, like, fallen through, which I'm weirdly grateful for, because uh, after Mercury went straight, I was like, I don't like any of this, and I'm just doing it because it's not technically working for someone else, and I'm still making money off of it, and I get to tell this person how much they're gonna pay me, basically. Yeah. And so... Uh, all of it fell through and I was super grateful for that in like a weird way where I was like my mom was like but like you lost your job and I was like no like I'm actually what I did was I I I lost things that were taking up time yeah for me like I need to be doing these things and uh I I am somehow still able to pay all my bills and do all these things so I don't I don't know like I'm not questioning it too much but um excuse me oh bless you thank you (laughs) but um yeah I it always happens in threes. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, I did all that during Mercury Retrograde, and then, mm-hmm. what were we talking about? What was the point of this? When you had, like, everyone over for tarot oh, and yeah. all that, yeah. So, um, part of that was, like, me hosting events, and I yeah. used to do that a lot in Toronto, um, and then I was like, okay, well, like, I've actually developed quite an awesome community here, and I would really like all these people to get together and know yeah. each other, um, and it seems that when ever have people in my life like they all meet each other and like how should you know this person they're amazing blah, blah, blah. And yeah I'm like, i know i know good people it like, is a way though i think when like cool i think <laughs> it's like it sounds so lame but like when cool people connect 
but like like actually cool like people who are like genuine and they want to like connect like and then you meet those friends of friends it's like it's almost like a given it's like oh we were obviously meant to meet because yeah yeah so the night was like a paid for service and like fifteen dollars is so cheap like you're not like that's like cheaper than going for like a dinner like cheaper than going for dinner it's cheaper than going to the movies like pretty much anything that you're going to do it's gonna be more like, than 20 like bucks 20 25 dollars yeah on, like what it is that you're doing so i was like i'm providing everything for you you get to come to my like comfortable clean house and i'm gonna feed you yeah I'm gonna, like pamper you you get to talk and connect with these people um i think like most people brought wine and i also had some here and so we were all drinking and like tarot was a part of that evening I was yeah like, i'm gonna read tarot for you guys because this is something that i really like and i actually want to see how I can hone this skill. And I used to read tarot um, when I was working at Atomic. Uh, and I would do Tarot Tuesdays and people could come in and if you bought a drink. I think I saw that. Yeah. yeah so That's was, the cutest thing ever. It was awesome. It was so good. And I got to meet so many people and also hone in on my skills. I'm really like start believing in my ability yeah. to read. Especially for people that I don't know. Yeah. Because um, that can be like extremely intimidating. It can be intimidating. And I also was like, I feel like sometimes I'm reading for people and I know them so well. And I know the symbology of the cards that I, I, I'm just telling them what I think not what I know like intuitively and yeah so I read for five different people and the most amazing part about all of it for me was not even the readings it was that I read differently like my language was different for every person that I read Mm -hmm. I was almost channeling their energy through all of it so like one of my friends Lindsay um she's just like this like intense awesome Woman and she's a mom and she has this thing called Momgasm. It's like a podcast that she started. I saw that. Yeah. It seems so amazing. It is amazing and she's amazing and she is like. I would a, love to interview her. Fuck. You should reach out to her. She yeah. would love that. But she's yeah. like a fuck woman. Like if that makes sense. So I was like, you're fucking empowered and blah blah blah. Was like, yeah. And it was just like very like. It's like a strong it. energy. Yeah. yeah. And um and like to see that in contrast to like some of the other readings and some people I was more gentle and careful with and yeah. it wasn't like I was like choosing to be that it was just how Happening. things were coming to me and that yeah. at, at the end of it I was like what was that? <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, because it's so easy to get. To, to not see that when you have so much space in between them or when you are in like a singular reading and you just know that you're kind of channeling something and, and embodying an energy mm-hmm. and trying to relay people what you see there um, and tell them the truth but to see the truth so entirely down to like the point of the language that I'm using yeah. is so powerful and so I don't know like it's, it's actually interesting because I've been thinking a lot about writing in tarot and like those right. are the two things that I've kind of been like this is actually what I'm passionate about. Do you about. feel like those are your two kind of like Yeah, those are my two like things they're that like, you're they're really like, yeah. Like I'm like I've always been connected to them. I've always yeah. really cared about all of the elements of both of these things um and and how do they connect with each other? So like I think my next uh large project is going to be like writing and teaching courses on tarot that would be um, so cool right and i and kind of destigmatizing it and demystifying yeah, it for people yeah, yeah. and 
talking to them about symbology and like very practical aspects of it because even though I am like a, a very spiritual and energetically motivated person I also am like very very interested in um the intellectual side of things and, yeah. and the research side of things so I have read a lot about symbology and I have studied a lot of religion and I've also studied a lot of psychology so yeah. like even understanding like oh like how positive psychology works and yeah how when we think how we are in a good place with ourselves how that represents in our thoughts how that represents in our lives how that manifests in our actions and like the whole connection of that so it's like seeing ourselves as an entire being and then seeing how that's represented in the cards and like it's just it's it's so cool it's so fucking cool you sound like you it just sounds like to me though that you know like you you know what you want and you know like what your interests are and your passions are and you're kind of just like these are the things I want to like thrive even more in because I feel like you're already like doing well and the things that you're doing and like and not even like doing well by like other people's standards but your own you're just kind of doing things and really like going for it and I feel like that is becoming less and like it's hard to find people who really just like go after what they're passionate about people are so scared to like do things you know what and that's kind of like what attracts me to certain people I'm like I love people who like are really passionate and they're gonna go after what they want and they're gonna be also really great people at the same time because that's like what life should be all about yeah, I don't think you should have to step on other people to, in order to get what you want. Like, I don't think that that is what climbing to the top is. I think that, like, if you're doing what it is that you're doing, it's, like, people people will raise you up. People will hold you up. And yeah. Like, that being said, like, I, like in this conversation and in this moment right now, like, yes, I know what I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> but then you, like, take a step back and tomorrow's another day. Exactly. You might be like, um, no. <laughs> and I think that is an important thing to recognize. Like, I do fluctuate a lot. And, like, even though today was amazing and I've had a great day. And, like, even though sometimes nothing is ever really wrong, sometimes I'm just like, I feel fucked today. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just feel like, I'm like, okay, well, what's the mood in? And, like, what is everything in? And, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and like, keep, like, an astrological, like, journal. Or, like, I've just started doing that because I'm like, this seriously affects me like the signs that the moon are in like the yeah the phases that the moon are in where the different planets are and stuff like it, it affects me in a physiological sense it, is, it affects me in a psychological sense and an emotional sense like literally everything yeah um and I think that that's important um I actually have a, a poem that is kind of about that and it's uh what is I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it I'm gonna find it yeah it. I want to so, hear <laughs> it's so good and it's so just it's, it's true like it's, going through your bookshelf <laughs> yeah I'm going through my bookshelf okay um is this your book this is my book yeah Aww. so it's in uh the first section it's the first poem in my first book called selective memory of the subconscious and the poem doesn't have a name, but I don't think it needs one. Um, and the section is called Lessons Learned or Pending. Ooh. Um, this is the poem. Silly boy, you believe the moon can move water, but not change your heart when Jupiter is ascending? What shame to be so lonely in your own universe. Does love not change the rhythm of your heart? Why believe in any kind of magic? That is logical. How desperate to trust that fate has a plan. Who told you the stars shined just for us? 
The stars do not know you. They made you. I just got, like, wavy chills. <laughs> like, not, like, phony chills. Like, wavy chills. <laughs> like, oh. That was... <laughs> so good but like i feel like that that embodies it it's like it's like yeah like the moon moves the water on our entire planet and you are made of like 70 percent water and you think that that doesn't affect us exactly yeah and like whether or not you believe in astrology or or anything like that like the the truth is that there are gravitational pulls and if you go down to like a very scientific root of it like Mm -hmm. we are affected by those things and we are pulled in different ways and like for me like each side of our body is like a giving and receiving channel so like you know depending on which way you're getting pulled (laughs) and stuff like that that changes everything and it's just yeah there's a, there's a lot to all of it but i don't know i just i i think it's a little bit crazy to assume that everything in the world is so easy to write off as like luck or hard work yeah, or yeah, yeah. whatever it is it's like no like that's not that's not true like luck is an internal thing and it's a belief system within yourself and yeah if you can get to a place where you do believe in yourself and you don't need to understand everything because like most things that have happened and that are foundations of today's society have come from a place of not innovation from understanding but innovation from creativity yeah and people being like fuck it i don't know what i'm doing but i'm gonna try and yeah like, that is everything and I think that we live in a place where people don't have enough energy to try anymore yeah one thing and it's like oh I'm exhausted I gave everything to that and I'm like that's cool but you need to get up and try again once you have like a little bit more yeah or same thing (laughs) or like reach in a different place in yourself that maybe there's something else that you want to try like you know I feel like people are so easy to like think that they only can do like the one thing Yes. And that's what I, like, love about, like, multidisciplinary people, like, like talking with you. And then, like, the last uh, person I had that I chatted with, Victoria Brumwell. I love her. She painted the jacket she, for Jeremy. Yeah. She's <laughs> a fucking amazing human being. And, like, she's, like, similar. Like, she has so many different talents and so many th- different things she's interested in. And, like, yeah, just, like, there's so many people I know that are like that that realize that, like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket necessarily, especially if you have so much going against you all the time in society like we all do. So it's kind of nice to be able to recognize that, like, I love doing this. I'm passionate about that. What can I take from this? What can I do with that? Like, I think it's so much about that nowadays. And, like, that's kind of how my project started because I knew while I wasn't finishing my undergrad, I knew, like, I couldn't fucking work on music. Like, you need your whole entire, like, mindset and, like, focus when you're doing music. Like, that's, like, your whole life. So, like, I was, like, I'm such a creative person. Like, what else do I want to be doing and, like, can do right now and, like, fulfill? So it's kind of – it's cool when people tap into that and, like, you meet other people like that and, like, it's so – it's such a good feeling and like I find that that's something that I was like always interested um discovering about Halifax is like what kind of community is here of like different people doing different things and I feel like there's just so many people here doing really fucking cool things which is really nice 
like that is what is so beautiful about Halifax is like I came here and I was like okay I'm gonna do all these things and then I was like no I'm not but I'm gonna do some of them and I'm gonna do some of them full force and like it's still supported and I think yeah. that also there's so much like word of mouth and faith in Halifax there as really well. is like, there is I've I've kind of noticed that like like it's kind of people really like do talk but in a good way and they yeah. like want to support which is nice yeah, and I think that, like, my experience with it so far has been, you know, like, I, the more I give, the more I receive. So I'm like, yeah. I will give you support because I believe in you. And people are like, sweet, that's amazing. And they, oh, and they I do love the same that. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that's like awesome. how I function. I'm like, I want to support all the people doing really cool things because I want to do cool things too. And, like, why. It should be a community. It should be like that. You shouldn't have to be the only one supporting yourself or be only supporting yourself. It's like... Or like negative competition. Like good competition is good. Yeah. Because it pushes you. But like negative competition where it's like, no, I'm the only one who can be doing that. Like fuck that. I hate that too. And I like that like contrast of like negative and positive competition because negative competition is exactly that. It's like, no, I can be the only one. And positive competition is like well, you do this better than me in this aspect, but, like, yeah. you know, I can learn from you in that and then take that on, and it's not that you're, like, better than me as a whole or, like, lesser than me. It's not even about being better. It's, like, what can we all learn from each other? Yeah, and, and like, like, what can I provide that maybe you don't, and exactly. then we can both be doing cool things. Like, Yeah, everyone just embodies themselves so fully that they're able to see everyone else fully, which is really mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. It is. It's a good... It definitely, I think it's definitely, like, a a tone in Halifax that is living, which is really cool. So, that being said, mm-hmm. do you have anything interesting or anything, like, personal that you want to say that maybe, like, you're working on or, like, anything cool coming up or just almost like a an end, like, mm. Yeah, um, buy my book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me, like, all the details of, like, where to buy shit, your, all your handles, like, everything. Yeah, so my Instagram is Edgar Allan Poe. It's, like, Edgar Allan Poe, except for, for Forrest, because <laughs> um, I thought that was funny, and it is funny. It's um, cute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then my website is forestgreenwell.ca, um, and there is a lot more content on there, and then I would see, like, my Instagram or my Twitter or anything else, and... Um, I go a lot more into depth about, like, my spirituality and my experiences and, like, what I believe in there. And you can find, like, all of the links to everything I've done. So, like, all of my podcasts, um, all of my uh, other publications are on there. Like, mm-hmm. like literally everything is on there, including order forms. Um, and I just, yeah, published my new book, my second book called Under the Callus. Um, yeah, it was... In February. So it's, like, pretty, pretty fresh. So but cool. it's, uh, yeah, it's a book of poetry, prose and short stories um and then you can also find my first book selective memory of the subconscious on like amazon and indigo and uh, all the sites and again that's all on my website um but yeah and if you want tarot readings hit me up i am available and i do everything except for book sales on a sliding scale so if you're like cool i have 20 bucks but i've never had a tarot reading and i'm super interested about it 
just shoot me a message. I'm open to it. Like, I, I want to destigmify this yeah. for people. And um, I, I love it. It's a practice for me, and it's sharing for me, and, and it's, it's like, my life force. I really, like, love yeah. it. It's not even from a place of, like, I need money. I'm like, I, like, I just want to be doing do it. This. Yeah. yeah. And um, every single person that I've read for has been just transformed by it or, like, um, emotionally evoked in a way that nice. they haven't been before by Can we that. set up a tarot reading? Because I want to do one with you. We can do a tarot reading tonight. I'll do a tarot reading for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I want to pay you and I don't have money right now. You don't have to pay me right now. You can pay me whenever you feel like it. But, like, I would love to do it for you. And I was actually going to offer one um, anyway. So that works out perfectly. Oh, my God. Yay. Okay. And 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 that's a thing. It's, like, when it does come to art, like... Energy exchanges are cool. Energy exchanges are super cool. Like, I often, often, often exchange, like, books for other things. Or I'm like, hey, like, this art piece is, like, $80. But, like, can I, like, throw you a book and pay you 50 kind of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, Yana, she uh, is this really, really amazing artist. And she does, like, carved designs and uh, embroidery and stuff like that. But she made me a tarot patch for my jean jacket. It's Aww. the magician. And I commissioned it for her. And part of my payment for her was, like, training her a book. So... I feel that's like, cool yeah yeah it's just like recognizing like everything takes time everything yeah. takes effort and like we all have different levels of that and we all ultimately we just want to share and support each other so how can we do that in a way that yeah. makes sense for each other and like even this is like you know the, this this gave me a really great platform to connect and yeah. to share and to do this and I want to read tarot for you so you know what it is yeah like a good, it's a good okay exchange. Yeah. well that makes me really happy because that was kind of the reason that I started doing this project was, like, I just wanted to connect, like, 100%. I'm such, like, a... I love just connecting with people. Me too. I'm like, oh, my heart is, like... It's, like, tingly, and, like... (laughs) It's, like, a weird, like... I feel like I have, like, little, like, tentacles. Yeah. Right now, like, in, like, a a gross way where I'm, like, I want to just... Yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) And, like, I think it's a much healthier and, like, positive way because... I mean, (laughs) I just feel like, I'm like, I do not need to be investing energy in, like, dating or meeting anyone in that way right now. (laughs) I just want to connect with people in, like, a more, like, genuine way of, like, things that I know I'm, like, passionate about and they're passionate about. I mean, as much as it would be nice to, like, go on a date, but it's just not happening right now. I date myself. Like, even though I'm in a relationship, I'm I like, feel like I date myself I'm too. Like, what am I doing for me today? Yeah. What is, what is, what is Forrest and Forrest doing today? And like, yeah. sometimes Jeremy would be like, do you want to hang out? I'm like, no, I'm on a forest date. And he's like, okay. Uh, I bet right. you he loves that. <laughs> he does. And actually a conversation that we had once was um, him telling me that like sometimes he takes better care of himself knowing that he can like tell me about it and yeah he's like he's like sometimes I just like make myself a really nice dinner because I'm so excited to tell you that like I made myself a nice dinner and I'm like that is so fucking cute and that like, is I really cute I really appreciate that wow and I feel the same way I'm like you know sometimes we don't always have that like motivation to do things for ourselves but sometimes we can do something for ourselves for other people and like I think that has just as much value but isn't it the most attractive when you know that people are independent yes oh Oh and that's what I feel like